Hi guys, hope everyone is well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode I want to jump into addressing weak body parts and what I'm basically going to provide is all the necessary steps you should take if you want to, like I said, address weak body parts. These are somewhat in order. For some it is hard to order them like towards the end, but the first few are the ones you should definitely prioritise and make sure in place for reasons I will discuss. So uh, not much to update on myself to be honest, same as last week and again in phase. Uh, things are going well, training's going well, I just finished a D-volume week to drop fatigue so not really much to say really but I'm happy with the progress I'm making. Uh, I just did compare a photo from two months ago to a photo now and it was really nice to see some progress. It is hard to see progress in the off season or a gaining phase, whatever you want to call it, when body fat is higher because the muscle you do gain is not always that visible until you diet down so it was really nice to see some progress take place. And uh, you also have more fat stored around like your joints. For example, if you've got more fat stored around your knee joint your quads don't look like they go out as much, if that makes sense, or you don't look like you have as much shape to your muscles. So uh, regardless of that, it's nice to yeah just see myself progressing noticeably in a short space of time, which is always good, especially considering I've not had that much of a solid run of training with uh, suffering from exertion headaches. So yeah, it is really nice to see for sure. So Getting into the podcast topic, addressing weak weak body parts. The first thing I want to uh, dive into is exercise selection. So, are your exercises, let's say, not optimal, but appropriate for the body part you want to grow? For example, if you're doing movements that target your upper back, if you want to grow your lats, then... Regardless of how your form is, if you're performing an upper back movement that's really hard to engage your lats in, you're probably not going to engage your lats, believe it or not. So, first of all, you want to select appropriate exercises. So, appropriate exercises, what defines an appropriate exercise? So, I'd say something where you can, what you can progress in quite a stable environment. So, what I mean by that is, a stable environment is just basically where there's not a great deal of balance taking place. So a good example is like a leg press. So a leg press you can really lock in, you're really stable because you're sitting in the seat holding down the handles and you can just focus on pressing the weight, hence why you're usually strong at a leg press in comparison to like a squat. What would be the opposite is like squatting on a BOSU ball. There's no reason why you should have to balance on a BOSU ball if you want to grow your legs. You're just risking injury and making things hard for yourself and limiting the amount of weight you can lift and how much you can challenge your quadricep in this example by yeah just being on a BOSU ball simple as that. I know it's quite a weird example and it's not something you probably do unless you've got no clue about building muscle but yeah it's an easy example to use hence why I've used it so what else makes a effective exercise could be potentially ones you can keep to load on the target muscle. For example, if you're performing like a clean and jerk, it's probably not good to grow your like quads. I don't know if you know what a clean and jerk is. Not all you might, 
but it's an Olympic weightlifting lift where you basically, it's like deadlifting the bar off the ground, then catching it in like a front squat position and then pressing it up. So the load's not going to stay on your quads when you're standing upright and pressing the weight up. It's going to strain your shoulders and we don't want to be involved in other muscle groups to that degree. We want to keep the load on the muscle group we're trying to train and not waste energy balancing the weight using other muscle groups to press it up etc so that's not really ideal if you want to grow muscle so a better alternative would be the squat and uh, as well as that we want ones where we can do like a large range of motion ideally so ones that will let us take it doesn't have to be like a full range of motion but for example we don't really want to be quarter squatting because we'll just handle a lot of load it will be very fatiguing or in other words just tiring and we won't get that much out of the movement so make sure it's ones you can have quite a large range of motion in and keep the load on the target muscle in a relatively stable environment and on top of that you want ones that you're not going to get injured in and ones that you can progress so you don't want to be doing a movement in your gym where you can't really progress it for example if you're maxed out a machine yes you can add bands to the machine maybe a uh, try and do more reps but you want a lot of progressive runway so what I mean by this is just room for improvement because if you don't have room to apply progressive overload you're not really going to be able to and as a result you're not going to be able to grow a lot of tissue from it so yeah so to summarize just choose a movement that you can perform progressively and keep which strains the target muscle, simple as that. So next up is form. So form's massively important. Before how hard you train, before how much reps you do, which I'll get into, uh, you should make sure your form's immaculate, in my opinion, especially if it's a weakness, because there's no point adding, let's say, super, sorry, drop sets, uh, rest pause sets, anything like that to put more stress on your muscle. If you're not even putting the optimal stress on your muscle by simply doing the exercise right so make sure your form's appropriate for what muscle you want to target a good examples are bench press so make sure you've got a good grip where your elbows are a wee bit flared but not too flared that it hurts your shoulders so you want them tucked in a wee bit in a comfortable manner so just a just a way where you're not going to get injured but you can still feel your chest basically so that's a good example, whereas if you had a really, really close grip and I, your elbows were tucked in, it's going to be mostly triceps and shoulders being worked. So regardless of how hard you're going to train, if you're not even recruiting the right muscle, then you're not going to grow it. Simple as that. So make sure your form is on point to target the right muscle. I'm not really going to dive into what how to perform... like each exercise correctly because that's obviously something I can't really achieve in a podcast episode but if anyone's got any form clips they'd like me to analyse or look over then please send me them and I'd be more than happy to do so but good form is yeah, keeping the load on the muscle you want to work and also making sure the weight's controlled so you're controlling it on the way down you're not just using momentum to get it from the bottom to the top for example you're not bouncing away off your chest and also you're you're uh, yeah just controlling it simple as that because you want your muscle to be moving the weight the full time you don't want momentum speed power other muscle groups to be contributing to it 
So next up is intensity. So if you're training and you don't train that hard and you're leaving quite a few reps in the tank and you don't really put an effort into your training, what's the point adding another set when you could, when you could just like train harder? Simple as that. And this will just help you progress because if you train harder, you'll get more reps, which means you'll increase the stress or stimulus placed on your muscle. So next up, just make sure you're training to failure or failure being as much reps as you can of good form. Uh, good, a good uh, thing to monitor your intensity is how slow does the last rep move? For example, if you ever record yourself training, if your last rep moves as fast as your first rep, you've probably got more reps in the tank. Your last rep should ideally move pretty slow. So each exercise will change how slow the weight will move depending on uh, how hard it is at certain points of the lift, but I'm not going to get into that. So yeah, basically you don't want your last rep flying up. You want it to be quite a graft and you want it to move relatively slow. And that's a good indicator you're training close to failure. So just make sure that's the case. And you're maximizing each set before thinking about adding new ones. So intensity is not something you can just think, oh, I'm going to train intense and reach failure with excellent form. And get, you're not going to get there overnight. It takes a long time to learn how to train intensely something I'm still working on and uh, yet everyone can always train more intense so whenever you think oh I train hard enough you're probably not so yeah just continue to work on it you'll get there the more you push yourself each session each set the harder you'll be able to train in my opinion so yeah once you've made sure that you're making the most of each set you are currently doing what you could look to do is add volume so volume is basically adding yeah more sets and reps basically so this can be done through adding it to the current session so this it, it's dependent on the situation and what split you're doing but for example if you're only doing two sets of bench press you could do three if you feel you're recovering from it fine and uh, your chest feels like not absolutely fucked after the second set you could add another one in and you could do that uh, throughout a few exercises so you're doing some additional sets throughout the week and then from there what you basically want to do is monitor progress are your lifts progressing really well if so you could just keep it there and see if there's any changes in your muscularity and if so magic just keep it like that unless there's a need to change it but if not you can maybe add more volume so you can add volume on the current days you're training the body part or do it on other days as well for example my biceps are something that aren't super weak but something that I could do with a bit more size and could be bigger put it that way so due to that me and my coach have added three sets of biceps onto the end of legs and also so wait so yeah on the end of legs so I'm basically training them every day five days a week as a result they are pretty much responding well I believe they do feel bigger and look bigger and they feel stronger and uh, the reason why this is appropriate is because my biceps recover extremely well so when I train my biceps I get minimal soreness although I'm training accurately and hard so that's a sign I can handle doing more volume and biceps are a common one to experience this whereas 
body parts like uh, your legs, your hamstrings, your quadriceps, they might get a bit more sore. Everyone's uh, individual, so some people might find a body part gets really sore, some people might not. I had a conversation about this with my mate Ben in the gym actually, so I was saying how like my calves are just knackered after doing two sets until the next time I train legs, like they're sore up until it, whereas his don't really get sore at all. And uh, what this basically indicates is, oh, this is just me using anecdotal evidence. If you don't really get really sore in a body part, you don't experience much soreness, you could probably handle more volume and most of the time the body parts that don't get that sore for me are a weakness which is weird. So I don't know if there's any correlation between that, it's just sprung to my head now but it's something quite interesting to me. So you could also add high intensity techniques, so these are things like rest, pause sets, super maybe not a superset or a drop set or yeah maybe even a superset we'll go with superset so these are basically things that allow you to accumulate effective reps or more volume simple as that volume being set time reps so yeah the what the reason why you might want to use these instead of standard sets is you, everyone's only got so much time they want to spend in the gym so adding in things like a rest pause set allows you to get more reps without having to rest for ages in between sets and I'm not going to jump into what each one is but rest pause sets something quite unfamiliar for most individuals so a rest pause set is basically doing a set waiting 20 seconds doing the set again waiting 20 seconds doing the set again keeping the weight the same so that's a good example of what you could do and then next up after that's frequency so if you're training your quads once a week and they're a weakness then you can maybe look at training them more often. The reason why this might be the case is because you're only really putting them under stress once a week, whereas you could argue if you train them, let them recover, train them, let them recover uh, twice a week, then they've got more chances and more opportunities to basically grow. Uh, so, for example, I train legs twice a week, but one session's mostly quads, one session's mostly hamstrings, but I still train my quads and my hamstrings on both sessions. So I think this is very beneficial. And a good reason why is what builds muscles lift in a decent amount of weight through rep ranges that cause muscle growth with good form, right? So let's say you only train quads once a week and that time you do 15 sets for quads. Bit of an exaggeration, but let's just go with it. Or, sorry, let's say 14, so it works, right? So, just bear with me. If you do 14 sets in the one day, is your 14th set when you're training your quads going to be that effective? Is it going to be that much quality work? Or are you just going to be absolute fried going through the motions? On the other hand, if you train quads twice a week, you do seven sets, seven sets each session, the last set on each session is probably going to be more beneficial and you're going to probably be able to lift more load than if you done a 14th set on the one leg day. So what I'm basically saying is you're probably going to be able to overall lift more load throughout each session. As a result, you're probably going to be uh, just have a better ability to grow muscle because, yeah, like I said, mechanical tension is the main driver of muscle growth. 
or in other words how much load is on your muscles so if load's higher because you're not as fatigued at the end of your workout throughout the whole week for example like if you lift more load throughout the whole week by splitting the two sessions up you're probably going to grow more tissue than doing all the sets in one session if that makes sense so hopefully i've described that well enough for you it's something quite uh, awkward to explain but yeah i think that's something that everyone should take into consideration because if you're doing 14 sets for quads your 14th set's not going to be that beneficial let's be honest you're going to be absolutely exhausted and yeah i just don't see much use of doing it whereas you could just split up and get more work in in a more beneficial manner so uh, that is yeah so frequency there next up is exercise order and also session order so in terms of exercise order are you training your weak body parts at the end of the session if so no wonder they're weak because why would they be a strength if you're not prioritizing them so if you're leaving them till the end that's when you've got the least focus you've probably got the least amount of energy and you're probably not going to train with the same intensity as the first set so a good thing to do is move it to the start of the session where you can give it the most uh, basically effort intensity and attention simple as that so this is a good been sorry a good example is putting your bicep work at the start of the session most people train back and then do a couple of sets of biceps at the end why not switch it about if your back's a strength and your biceps a weakness train your biceps at the start they get the most attention they'll probably be able to grow a bit better and then you may potentially be able to lift slightly more load from not being fatigued from the back work and then from there you can train your back so that will probably do some some good to help grow your body part and next up is session order so this one for most beginners it's not incredibly important the reason being is the reason why session order matters is if you're training let's say three days in the trough in the third session you're probably going to have more fatigue just physical and mental tiredness from training for the last three days or two days before that session so something beneficial to do could be to move the body part you're trying to grow to the first session after a rest day so you're targeting it when you're fresh and when you've got the most energy and you're not fatigued so you can perform your best and uh, like I said you're not going to accumulate a lot of fatigue through training as a beginner as you begin to get really strong and yeah just get stronger and bigger in the gym it's going to become more of a priority to consider fatigue but it is still something you could do to try and just make sure the body part you're trying to target is going to grow but it, sh- it shouldn't be too much of an issue if you're relatively new to training I don't think so but uh, just something I wanted to comment on for some individuals to think about anyway because it could come in handy and next up after that is is everything nailed outside your sessions so what I mean by this is how does your sleep look like how does your nutrition look like how does your stress look like so in terms of your sleep are you sleeping a decent period and are you training your weak body part on a Friday night and then having four hours of sleep on on Friday night Saturday morning whatever you want to call it because if so you're not really giving yourself much time to recover I actually experienced this when I used to drink quite a lot when I was younger so I used to always squat on Friday 
And then following that squat session, I used to always go out, drink, and then my squat just wouldn't increase. Like, I just reached a bit of a plateau, I remember. And then after that, I remember taking some time off drinking for some reason. I can't really remember why. And my squat just started flying up. I was just putting weight on the bar on a session-to-session basis. Probably because I was sleeping better, so my muscles were recovering more effectively. And I was basically putting myself in a better position to grow and get stronger. Simple as that. So that's something to consider. Moving your session sessions around to when you're sleeping the best. And especially if you're working as well. So if you're on your feet all day working, are you training after that? If so, if it is possible to fit in your routine, you could try and train before it or train a day you're not working obviously that's not feasible for everyone and it definitely doesn't have to be the case if you're trying to like grow muscle like you can still 100% grow your legs if you're walking all day and that like uh, I used to cycle to the gym uh, sorry I used to cycle to work back from work to the gym train legs cycle back to the gym and my legs still managed to grow and I managed to progress so it's um, it's definitely not essential but something you could think about as well as ensuring you're sleeping well and like training at an appropriate time, how's your stress? So we know stress impacts our performance and our ability to grow muscle. So if you're really, really stressed, you could maybe look at taking actions to decrease stress. And as well as that, what does your nutrition look like? So are you not eating before your workout? If so, you're probably not going to have the best session. If you're not eating after your workout, you're probably not giving your muscles the best chance to recover. So that's something else to consider. So apart from that, I think that is pretty much everything. So hope that helped. And uh, if anyone's got any questions of anything I covered, please just let me know and I'll be more than happy to answer them. And uh, yeah, please let me know if you also find it useful. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it, please leave me a review and a rating. That would be greatly appreciated. Like if you're on YouTube. And uh, I don't don't even know what you can do if you're on Spotify. But uh, thank you for listening anyway. Hope everyone has a great day.